Welcome to Alabama AgCast, a weekly conversation about news and issues affecting Alabama farmers and forest landowners. Alabama AgCast is produced by the Alabama Farmers Federation. Hello and welcome to this week's Alabama AgCast. I'm your host, Mike Moody. On this week's AgCast, our own Preston Roberts, Director of Agriculture Legislation, has a great conversation with three candidates from Baldwin County, Donna Givens, Jennifer Fidler, and Francis Hope Jones. Our wrap-up today comes from Carla Hornady about the upcoming Farm and Land Expo. You know, one of the, the major missions of the Alabama Farmers Federation is to ensure that we have good quality uh, elected officials and representatives that understand agriculture in rural Alabama. And, uh, and we've had quite an interesting primary season uh, this year. We've still got a general election to go, uh, but I'm very excited to have three of those candidates who were successful in their uh, primary uh, elections with us today, all from Baldwin County. Uh, we have Miss Donna Givens, Miss Jennifer Fiddler, and Miss Frances Hope Jones. Thank you all for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yes, we're so excited to have you and excited that you were successful in the primary. I know our folks got out and worked hard for you, and I know that y'all all worked hard too. Uh, we were talking before y'all came in. It's kind of a unique thing that y'all have done in Baldwin County. Baldwin County has never had a female elected representative. Is that something that y'all have talked about the, uh, together? Probably not as much as others have talked with us about it. <laughs> well, it's certainly unique, um, and, and we're, we know that y'all are going to do great things. And all from Baldwin County, all female, but very different backgrounds. Jennifer, we'll kind of start with you. You've got a unique connection to the Alabama Farmers Federation. Talk to us a little bit about that. I do. I grew up on a farm, and so I, I still live on the farm. My dad um, has grass-finished beef and uh, grass-fed beef. We have peanuts, and uh, I grew up, um, we grew up farming produce, so we've always had cattle um, through the years, and then I went to Auburn. I attended Auburn University. I studied horticulture, so um, actually I always felt like I was an urban farmer throughout the years. I started the horticulture program in Eufaula, Alabama at age 22, and then went on to be the public works director for the city of Fairhope as the horticulturist and overall public works, but I was able to come back home to uh, Baldwin County at that time in my life. I was 30, but um, I, I was in the leaders program with um, the extension system and those folks in the leaders program were directly or indirectly involved with agriculture, so I was able to do that and also had a big part of that years ago. So I have to say that really helped back in that I was probably 30 at the time, 29 years old. So, um, yeah, I've uh, had close connections with agriculture throughout the years and proud to be have that connection. Mm-hmm. And I have to say thank you, too, for all your help during the campaigning because Alpha really stepped up and helped me come in, helped me go door-to-door. I had a big door-to-door campaign, and I have to say thank you because it really made the difference. Well, we appreciate that and appreciate all that, that you're going to do. We know that you have a, a love of, for agriculture that, that runs deep in your family. So, um, And, and Miss Francis, we were talking earlier, it's kind of may feel like you're in a little bit enemy territory here, fourth generation state farm agent. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, we're, we know that you're going to be a great friend uh, down there as well. Talk to me a little bit about how your background 
um, is going to help you as you uh, hopefully enter the, the legislature this spring. Thank you. And, and like Jennifer said, thank you for all that Alpha has done for all three of us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, yes, been a State Farm agent, but I, I cannot say more good things about the Engel family that has been in Baldwin County for generations. And we've had such a great partnership in taking care of the people of Baldwin County in the insurance world, which is what we're all trying to do. So uh, shout out to the Engel family for generations being in Baldwin County also. But myself, similar to, to Jennifer, I, I grew up on a farm. My late husband was a farmer, row crop farmer, cattle farmer, and then still have that family farm and have, have cattle on it today. But then with the insurance side, and of course we have the tourism in Baldwin County. So very diverse with all three of us being being natives of Baldwin County, we feel like we have born, been born and raised there and know the strengths and weaknesses and the growth that we have seen over the years in Baldwin County. So proud to take that to Montgomery and let the re remind the rest of the state that Baldwin County has come to town and remind them all that Baldwin County does for the state of Alabama. And I think that's what our, our mutual love is of Baldwin County and to help that in, in Montgomery and remind everybody Baldwin County. Oh, yeah. Baldwin County seems like an interesting county in that you've got just an explosion of growth in a lot of those areas mixed with a lot of rural and a lot of agriculture. And Donna, you've been in kind of the, the electric co-op world for how many years? 47 years? 47 years. And, uh, and so you really had a, a, a front seat at a lot of that growth. How do you... How do you see the balance between those two? And kind of talk to us about what you've seen over the years in Baldwin County. Okay, let me step back just one second. I grew up from a trucking family, a small, uh, my dad owned a trucking business, so I was very accustomed to hauling the produce that these two's family grew from the farm to market or to other states, other parts of this state even. So grew up in a small business environment went to work at Bolton EMC, and when I started Bolton EMC, Gulf Shores, now you think about what Gulf Shores is today. When I would go down and work in that office, there would be no one on the beach. I would go to pick and pay and get a lunch, and I could go sit on the beach. I was the only person there starting in October, and I could sit there and eat my lunch and, and go back to work without another soul around. And the growth now, as you know, you know, try to leave, go anywhere from Baldwin County on a weekend, and it's a nightmare with all the traffic from the beach. Now, we're thankful for the beach, don't get me wrong, because that's revenue, not only for Baldwin County, but for the rest of the state. You know, that's our little paradise down there that, that is very much the money bag for the state and, and we appreciate everything that goes on at the beach and all the tourists that come but the growth has been phenomenal you know rural electric cooperatives were started because others didn't want to serve where you would go miles and miles and miles to run an electric line and have one light bulb in the ceiling mm -hmm. remember you know we've all seen the history books of those days well, that's what co-ops did. So now co-ops are in cities because as cities have grown, you know, the rural lines are there now. So the growth has been phenomenal. Of course, with growth comes challenges and 
you know, just all kind of things that you have to learn to balance and, and work around. But, you know, I worked from where it was um, just a very small number of members for the co-op to now 80 plus thousand members, Baldwin County. Wow. Now, a hot topic for us at the Alabama Farmers Federation has been rural broadband and high-speed internet. With your background, I'm sure that you've got some uh, some insight into into how that's developing. There's been a lot of new funding sources. Is that something that Baldwin EMC has had experience in in the past? No, it's not. They take the approach, unless things have changed since I retired, um, they take the approach, they'll stick with their core business, which is electricity, and that others will handle the other different areas. You know, they're they're wanting to do the best job they can do with their core business, which is electricity, and to keep the rates as low as possible. Now, there's many that wants them to get into the broadband, and other co-ops are. Other co-ops are, and they're doing a phenomenal job. I spoke to the Rural Electric Association uh, annual, no, summer conference down at the beach week before last, and broadband was a big topic. Everyone, you know, is warning the state not to just catch up, but to be the leader, be where we need to be, offer more than what the state next to us is offering or the state, you know, in our east, west or, or north of us to really catch up. And I know Governor Ivey has allotted, you know, a lot of money for us to be able to do this. And I see it coming. Changes are being made. I've learned a lot mm-hmm. in that conference last week just listening to what other people are doing and the aggression that is being made in moving us forward, not just catching up, but moving us forward. Now, I don't live that far out of town, you know, three miles, four miles, and I'm at the chamber from my house. And there's been so many mornings I have to drive to the chamber to be able to be on a conference call or to even use my internet. And that's not serving like we need to be serving or like our people need to be served. But I know great strides are being made to take care of issues like that. And I'm thankful for that. I I am too. And it's so important. And it's just like it's 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 the electricity of the 1920s today. So it is. It is. That's a good way to put it. I like that. I'm going to remember that. I'm going to take just a few minutes and talk about our sponsor, Alabama Ag Credit. You know, let's face it. With the current economy, getting a loan these days can be a rough experience, throwing the fact that you need a loan for your farm or operation, and it can get even tougher. Most lenders see you as a number, not a person. They get you in and get you out so that it can move on to the next number. But that's not Alabama Ag Credit. Alabama Ag Credit, they get it. They understand what it means to depend on the land and sustain it for the future. Worrying about this year's crop or next year's herd, that's a way of life. Alabama Ag Credit understands this. They've been around for over a hundred years and they're not going anywhere. Most of their lenders are farmers, like you, the ones who stay up late and get up early to feed and clothe Alabama, the country, and the world. So while you're on your combine or thinning your tree stand and thinking about expanding your operation, think about Alabama Ag Credit. Like you, they're in it for the long haul. If you need someone to look at your current rate on your line of credit and make sure you're getting the best deal, Think about Alabama Ag Credit. If you're wanting to expand your operation, build a house, or buy that property you've been renting, 
Give them a call or check them out online at alabamaagcredit.com. Some don't get it, but at Alabama Ag Credit, they do. Alabama Ag Credit is an equal housing lender. Well, tell me, what are you most looking forward to as you start um, start your journey and, and hopefully you're walking the halls in the spring? What, what's, what most excites you about, um, about serving as the legislator from Baldwin County? Jennifer? I'll start with me. I, um, one of the... Okay, so when I went door to door, I actually and heard from the people and asked them what things they were most concerned about uh, regarding what was going on and just the politics. And they told me two things, the just everyone, and it didn't matter because in the beginning, I didn't know if they were Republicans or Democrats or who I was talking to. They would tell me they were concerned about what was happening to our country nationally. And then the second thing, and these, this again is everyone across the board, was the growth in our area and if we have the infrastructure to be able to manage it and handle it. Um, I think they all know, I think we all know that growth is coming to our area, but do we have the school systems? Do we have the road infrastructure? Do we have the sewer infrastructure to be able to make sure that we're growing in a healthy manner? And so I hope and I'm, those are things that I'm concerned about, uh, partly the reasons why I ran. And, because, and so I have a planning commission background. I served on the planning commission with the city of Fairhope for 10 years. So I felt like I could maybe perhaps I understand the complexity of zoning so that maybe there is something on the state level that we can look at doing. And being a farmer, farm background, I understand the importance of agriculture and local agriculture and how important the people that what we need to help our local farmers and we need and the people want to help our local farmers in our area. So we can figure out how to get farm or agricultural products to our people, you know, on a very local level. So I'm interested in keeping prime agricultural farmland in Baldwin County, some prime agricultural farmland. And there's a lot of our residents that would love that, some sort of initiative. Um, So I'm wanting to creatively think about how we could do some programs like that. So that's an interest of mine. I'm also interested in keeping... Uh, election integrity, that was important to me and one of the reasons why I stepped up and decided to run. Um, so those, that falls back to what's going in our, along in our country nationally. And um, so those are some things that I'm going to be strong and supportive of. Well, that's interesting that you bring up the keeping farmland and and in in farmland, and uh, that's something that Baldwin County it seems to have been pretty creative about in creating these kind of landmark districts, where that kind of rural heritage land stays that way and and cannot be incorporated into municipalities. So. Well, the people of Baldwin County are very. Their, their heritage is very important to them, and we have a very diverse cultural heritage. Whether you're German, Czechoslovakian, which I'm half Czech, uh, Swedish, or you know Italian, we have got a lot of different ideas and mindsets in our in our area. And interestingly enough, we are one of those counties that really just sits back, or a lot of our people just sits back and listens to these differing opinions and tries to figure out how to work together. I mean, we're pretty good at that. Um, 
we we just we're pretty respectful of each other and I think that's probably because of our heritage being so diverse so many different types of cultures and and people with different backgrounds coming to our area so I think we can figure it out yeah yeah well that's interesting well Miss Francis what are you most looking forward to well, and I think Baldwin County is the definition of Southern hospitality. So as we work, as we partner with the rest of the partners across the state, then that's what we can do. We can work on rural health and the issues that they're dealing with. We can work on the technology that North Alabama is dealing with. And then we've got the tourism in South Alabama. So I think the partnership, you know, that Southern hospitality that all Alabamians have, but I think Baldwin County can teach the lesson on it. And that's what we can do because the three of us are all very different, but we're very much alike. So we bring that to Montgomery to work with our fellow elected officials to get things done, whatever is best, whether it be rural health or whether it be technology or tourism. So I look forward to working with everyone for the betterment of the whole state of Alabama. Sure, sure. Well, thank you all so much for coming in and joining us. I've really enjoyed getting a visit with you. And it's obviously that y'all have some great chemistry, and I think y'all are going to work so great together. It's going to be fun to watch, and um, I know that y'all are going to do well. And uh, we wish you the best of luck in, in your general election coming up. Sounds thank great. You. Thank, thank you thank for you. having us, and thank you for your support. Well, you're welcome. Well, thank you all for joining us. Uh, we appreciate you taking time, and uh, we look forward to seeing you soon. And now, your weekly Ag Cash wrap up. Welcome to this week's Ag Cash wrap up. This is Carla Hornady, Commodity Director at the Alabama Farmers Federation. The Farm and Land Expo is quickly approaching. We will be in Birmingham next week and look forward to seeing many of you there. There will be some great tours on Friday, and Saturday we have seminars we feel are very timely. We will begin Saturday morning with a panel including individuals from Bear Crop Science, the Truckers Association, the Port Authority, and the Fertilizer Institute. This panel will share how they are handling supply chain disruptions, such as availability and cost, and what they have implemented to address the issues in the future. Seminar rotations will follow and cover subjects such as ag labor, agritourism, carbon markets, cattle markets, farm succession planning, wild pigs and deer, and a farmer panel which will discuss creative approaches they have used to survive this year and what they're planning to do to survive beyond. On Saturday afternoon, we will conclude the seminars with a farm bill listening session with congressional staff from D.C. There are a lot of rumors out there about what will be in the next Farm Bill, so this is a great opportunity for our members to share their concerns and wishes for the upcoming Farm Bill. Thanks for joining us. Alabama AgCast is sponsored by our friends at Alabama AgCredit. Give them a call for all your farm and land financing needs. For more information about today's conversation, check out the show notes or visit alphafarmers.org slash agcast. Be sure to follow Alabama Farmers Federation on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Tune in next week for another timely conversation from Alabama AgCast.